Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. The Supreme Court has agreed to review President Trump's bid to keep his financial and tax records secret, setting up a major constitutional and political showdown for the middle of next year's election campaign. Trump is appealing the decisions of three appellate courts that ruled his accountants and banks must comply with subpoenas from the Manhattan District Attorney and congressional committees for his financial and tax records. Joining me is Neil Devins, a professor at William & Mary Law School. Neil, President Trump lost resoundingly in the circuit courts, and the Manhattan DA and the House Democrats argued that there was no compelling legal issue because there was no split in the circuits, the subpoenas are to third parties, and they relate to finances before he became president. So why did the Supreme Court take the case? So there are two possibilities. One is that the issue is sufficiently important that even though there's no division among the circuits, that it's the type of issue that ought to be addressed directly by the Supreme Court and resolved by the Supreme Court because of its import to the authority of Congress, the authority of the district attorney to go after financial records, that it's the type of thing that you just need Supreme Court resolution. So that's one possibility. A second possibility, which is sort of a more cynical possibility, is that the Supreme Court, while they may not rule for the president, will rule in such a way that the president will not need to turn over his financial information until after the election, because if the Supreme Court concludes that the mechanism by which the circuit courts review the case, while not necessarily incorrect, is nonetheless in need of tweaking, that might require additional litigation and additional delay. So that's sort of a more cynical way of looking at what's going on. In other words, the court might require some sort of heightened evidentiary showing or specificity before you can get the financial records of a president of the United States. Yes. So this is the view of the Justice Department. The Justice Department does say that the president right to hold on to the information, which is the argument by Trump's personal lawyers, The Justice Department's argument, essentially, is that the request for information has to be more focused, more specific than what New York did and what the Congressional Committee did. And if the Supreme Court were to rule that way, place limitations on the president's power, but nonetheless require a greater evidentiary showing that that might delay the litigation, where New York and the Congress might well prevail in the long run. It may not be a big victory for the presidency, but in terms of the president's efforts to get the whole matter delayed until after the election, that type of decision would have that result. Even by taking the cases, the president has a certain victory in that he's stopped the clock, at least until June, until they make their decision. Right, so the clock is stopped temporarily. Having it stopped until June may not accomplish that much because everything would then be out in the open before the election, but it arguably would accomplish a little bit. But the one thing that stopping the clock until June does accomplish is it gives some credence to the argument that the president is making that the impeachment article related to obstruction of Congress is inappropriate in that the president has a legitimate claim of executive privilege. 
So the fact that the court is hearing the case arguably gives the president some cover in claiming that the judicial process ought to play itself out before any article of impeachment dealing with obstruction of Congress should be considered. So the president, through that delay, prevails on that claim. Might they raise that in the impeachment? Well, Alan Dershowitz, who is a Harvard law professor who often seems allied with the president on impeachment-related matters, has made that very argument. So it wouldn't be surprising, Dershowitz has been mentioned as someone who might help represent the president, but whether he does or does not, it would not be surprising for the president's team to say the very fact that the Supreme Court is deciding these cases raises the possibility that the president is legitimately withholding information from Congress and that the Supreme Court case needs to be resolved before the Congress should pursue obstruction of Congress claims in the Articles of Impeachment. Let's talk about the prior cases, which the appellate courts have pointed to. So a unanimous ruling requiring President Richard Nixon to turn over White House tapes to the Watergate special prosecutor and in allowing a sexual harassment lawsuit against President Bill Clinton to go forward. How does that fit in with what the court might rule? What can they rule without overturning those precedents? I think the court, along the same lines, can say that the president is not above the law, that the Nixon case and the needs to pursue criminal matters is still paramount, and that would speak to the Vance case in New York, and the power of Congress to pursue information is also something that Congress has a right to do. And the court can reaffirm the principles of those cases, place limits on the president's power, But nonetheless, in so doing, talk about the evidentiary burden on the Congress or a state or local prosecutor in making requests for information of the president. This, in some ways, would be analogous to what happened in U.S. versus Nixon. Nixon lost the case, but the court recognized the power of the president to assert executive privilege. So we could have a repeat, if you will, of U.S. v. Nixon where the court places limits on the president's power on the one hand, but on the other hand recognizes that the president has certain rights and the way in which the information is requested needs a degree of specificity that is specific to the president. So the president gets a partial victory, even if technically the president ultimately winds up losing the case. Why does the president have any kind of privilege over financial records and documents that are dated well before his presidency. And especially in the Vance case, what they're inquiring about happened during the election, not while he's president. Right. So that's a way in which the court can still recognize a power in the presidency, but at the same time hold that in the particular case, the president doesn't prevail. So it can be ruling in support of greater presidential prerogatives, but for the reasons you said, conclude that in this particular case, those greater prerogatives do not give the president a victory. Or the court could further distinguish what's going on and say when there's a sitting president, there's a certain amount of authority the president must have to run the business of the government and as a result, claims for information need a greater degree of specificity. And this would be a distinction of the Jones v. Clinton case, because in the Jones v. Clinton case, the court, as you noted before, said that the civil lawsuit 
could proceed and that the president might not immunize himself from the civil lawsuit even during the time of his presidency. So the court might agree with that principle in general, but nonetheless hold that in pursuing litigation against a sitting president for actions that occurred before he became president, there is a degree of specificity required in the request for information. So that's another possibility as well. If the court comes down with the decision in June, could the Manhattan DA turn things around, make his request, and if, could we actually see some of the documents before the election? It's theoretically possible. It will obviously depend on whether the court gives District Attorney Vance a complete victory and says that there's no bar to the limit to the access to the documents. If it's a complete victory, we might actually see something occur between June and November. I mean, undoubtedly, the president will seek to stonewall as much as possible, and uh, it's unclear how it will play out. Uh, but it turns out that the court rules partially against the president, but at the same time recognizes some greater evidentiary burden in the nature of the request, then the matter will clearly be delayed until past the election. Finally, is it likely that Chief Justice John Roberts will be the swing vote here? No, I think in this case, it's more likely that it'll be a lopsided majority. I think the request for information is something that most of the justices will place limitations on what the president has claimed, that they won't go along with his claim of absolute privilege during the course of his presidency. And I think that'll be lopsided. If it turns out that the court does say that there's a greater evidentiary burden against the president, against the sitting president, on that question, it might be closely divided. But if it comes out that way, I think the Republicans will uh, stay together as a group. So it's unclear what will happen on that specific request that the Justice Department is suggesting on the broader question of whether Congress and whether the district attorney have access to information, particularly for conduct that occurred before the president became president, I think the court will be lopsided in its ruling against the president. But on the more specific question of whether there's a greater evidentiary burden, that's up in the air, and that might be closely divided with John Roberts in the middle. Thanks, Neil. That's Neil Devins, a professor at William & Mary Law School. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.